Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's look real quick at uh, Luke chapter 19 and verse 46. Uh, Luke 19, we'll start at 45. Hallelujah. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling. Um, the people who were selling were obviously doing the wrong things and they were taking advantage of the people. Uh, but what I want you to see is what he says next. He says, and it says this in three different Gospels. It says, Jesus saying to them, And my house, it is written, And my house shall be a house of prayer. My house shall be a house of prayer. Now, obviously, from the verse before it says, But you, you've turned it into a robber's den. But I want you to see what Jesus was saying. He said, My house will be a house of prayer. Yeah. In the other Gospels it says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And uh, you know, uh, I, you've heard it before if you've been here at all, uh, where basically several years ago the Lord was giving us new vision. And in that vision as we were praying over it, one day the Lord said, uh, do people know Boomerang? Is Boomerang known as a house of prayer? And I was like, um... I want it to be, <laughs> but was it? No, it wasn't really known as a house of prayer. And uh, so in the vision, we literally say, you know, when we welcome people, welcome to Boomerang Church, a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls, and making disciples for Jesus. And so what, why were we doing that? Well, that was our new vision, but we also wanted to make sure that we were confessing on a regular basis, this is a house of prayer. This is a house of prayer. This is a house of prayer. And I can remember it wasn't long after we had that vision, and uh, Deb and I and uh, some others were up at a meeting, uh, Deb and Barrett, and uh, we were up at a meeting talking about uh, Impact University, our campus, and that that day, they went, and it was, you know, we're, we have a satellite campus, Impact University, here in Almoral, where people can get their associates and their bachelors and even their masters. So every Tuesday night, not during the summer, but Tuesday night during, uh, during the fall and springtime, we have Impact University. Do I have any Impact U students here? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and uh, so we're a satellite campus of another university, one of my spiritual dads, and uh, impact in, up in uh, Clemensville, up near Winston. And uh, so we were up there and we were discussing what needed to happen, and uh, they said, well, let's just pray about it. And uh, they were going to, you know, not everybody's ready to pray. <laughs> not everybody's ready to pray. And, uh, but they said, let's just pray about it. And Deb and Baird and myself and others, and we were like, 
Hallelujah, let's pray. Shanda, you know, and it'll and we just start praying, Lord, give us the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge. And we're just praying, you know, praying like this. And they're like, Whoa! Like, man, y'all are ready to pray, you know. And I remember that was the first time after we had that vision, like we became known as a house of prayer. And then last week, uh, buddy, buddy told me something. He said, man, you can tell this is a praying church. I said, oh, yeah. He, I said, why? Why do you say that? He said, how many other churches just have people showing up in the parking lot just to give their life to Jesus, you know? And uh, that's happened like three weeks out of the last month, you know? And just people showing up and saying, I need Jesus. You know, that you can tell it's a house of prayer. I was like, and he doesn't know that that was a thing at that time, but just the fact that he said that was another confirmation of prayer. And I really felt like tonight as we just dive in, that the first thing we need to do is let's just pray. Let's just pray. Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer, and it'll be known and called a house of prayer. Um, You know, a lot of times I go to prayer meetings, even like pastors, prayer meetings, stuff like that, and we hardly ever pray. So let's just pray. <laughs> let's just pray. Yeah. Do you know that prayer is what opened the heavens up? When, when the heavens were opened as they were baptized, as Jesus was baptized, it opened because in Luke chapter 3, Jesus prayed, right? Uh, when, when the rains came, it was because a man prayed. You see it in James chapter 5. One man, with like passions as we are, prayed, And see, when we pray the way that we're supposed to, it releases tremendous power is made available. It's dynamic and it's working. You see that in James 5 in the Amplified. We need to be a praying church. Amen? We need to pray. It's the power of prayer that makes things come about. So the things that you need in your life right now, you need to be praying over those things. You need to be releasing those things. You don't need to be sitting there just like, oh God, please, you know. And a lot of people, they just think this, but they never even pray it. Oh, you'll bless me. You'll bless me. You'll bless me. I know you will. I know you got it. But they're not praying. We are his hands and his feet. And what we declare is what will happen. We're speaking as his ambassador in the earth. And what we say according to that word is what's going to happen. But are we saying it? It will be known as a house of prayer. We need to pray. So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you right now. We give you all of the glory and the praise and the honor. Thank you, Father, for bringing about your good will. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Moho frene koro lofi di el sototono. Drona da 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 bosevi. Lanio cedere koro moso. Re me me koro boso. Bena moso boro koro bosa. Bena moso boro bosa bian. Manakov gianteanto. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Now, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and praying in the Spirit, you should be praying in the Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, bring about your goodwill in here tonight. Lord, bring about your goodwill in all the people. Bring about your goodwill, Lord. Bring about your favor. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, let us be who you've called us to be. 
let us be the kind of people that are at the ready. The kind of people that are ready to go. That are ready to do. All you got to do is say the word and we will be on task. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, let us put down the flesh. Let us be obedient to every command that's in, the, in your word. Lord, let love abound in us. Let faith abound in us. Let hope abound in us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, you are so good. You are so mighty. Father, you are so glorious, so majestic. We praise you. We worship you. We give you the honor, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Father, let us be truly a house of love. Let us be truly a house of prayer. Lord, living in abundance in every area of life. Lord, let us live in abundance in our wisdom. Let us live in abundance in our love. Let us live in abundance in our faith. Let us live in abundance in our hope. Let us live in abundance in our finances. Let us live in abundance in our anointing. Lord, let us live in abundance to do every good work. All of your good work. Lord, let us not do what we think is good. Let us do what you say is good and only what you say is good. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your angels to work with us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Ghost. Sending the Holy Ghost to be a part of us. To take up residence in us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you. Lord, I just pray that every family represented here at Boomerang, Lord, let things go right. Let it go right in their home. Let it go right in their families. Let it go right in their businesses. Let every family be blessed. Let every family walk in protection. Let every family walk in restoration. Let every family walk in deliverance, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Just say this with me. If you want to get those confessions ready to put them up on the screen. You, you might not have pulled them up in a while. Thank you, Father. We have some confessions that are from the Scripture and, and from the Scripture only. And we want, we want to get these ready and speak these. That's funny. So number one, just say this with me. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Amen. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Number two, we are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. 
We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Three, we have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Glory to God. You know, you have an abundance of health made available to you. Why? Do you know how hard it is to witness when you're coughing with COVID-19 all over somebody? <laughs> Let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> kind of makes it difficult to win somebody to Jesus. He doesn't want us walking in sickness. He wants us walking in abundant health. Abundant health, right? Not only that, but he says every believer, every believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We carry divine healing in our hands. Who? The pastors? No, every believer. Glory to God. Four, every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Amen. This scripture. Glory to God. Five, we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Amen. Read that again. Go back to that one. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Amen. You realize, you may not know this, but all of these confessions, they're all scripture. Yeah. All it is is taking the scriptures, we're blending them to make one statement the way we talk today. Six, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. We keep increasing, we don't stop, we keep increasing, increasing, increasing in wisdom and stature. Stature is maturity, in other words, our maturity level keeps rising and in favor with God and man. That comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 52, where it says Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And we're supposed to follow the example of Christ. All right, and the last one is the struggle is over. Amen. Can I get an amen on that one? <laughs> the struggle is over. One more time. The struggle is over. Amen. Jesus said, my way is easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That means there can't be a struggle in it. It's easy and light. That doesn't mean that you won't be challenged, but what it does mean is when you will be challenged, there's an easy way in Christ. You might not know what that easy way is yet, but that's why you're here, amen? That's why you're here. We'll learn what are the easy ways of God so that we walk through. When you see them on the boat, you got, you got two different, one situation, two different groups of people. One, one person was walking in easy, the other people were walking in hard. The disciples thought they were about to die, and Jesus had it easy. And then his easy, his rest, goes out and says, peace be still, and saves all their lives. See, you're easy, you're learning the ways of God is a lifesaver for somebody else. Your maturity in God is a lifesaver for somebody else. 
You know, just this morning as I'm, as I'm praying and ministering to people and the anointing is falling in them and, it, and it's bowling them over and it's shaking them and it's making them be full of joy and uh, laugh and just the goodness of God, you might not know it. You don't know. You don't know if that one moment saved somebody's life. That one moment saved somebody's life because they now carry a joy where they wouldn't have carried a joy or they carry an anointing where they wouldn't have carried an anointing and now because they received that one moment or that one word, all of a sudden everything changes and they bring that word or they bring that joy or they bring that anointing to somebody who really needed it right in the moment. It can save lives. You know, think about the joy and the praise in Acts chapter 16 that Paul and Silas put on. And it not only broke their chains off, but all the chains of the people in the prison. What can happen if we put on praise? What can happen if we put on joy? What can happen if we put on the fruit of the Spirit? What can happen? What can happen? What can happen if we'll walk like God? I'm talking to people that can walk and look like Jesus. The demons can't tell you apart. But you're walking in the glory of God and everything changes because you say, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it your way. How much can change? A lot. A whole lot. A whole lot. His glory comes and is a part of you. The struggle is over. And Lord, we give ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you. We thank you for it. We give ourselves to you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, we're going to do what you tell us to do. We're going to be who you want us to be. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Father. This morning we were reading in Philippians chapter 2. It wasn't the, the message that I was planning on preaching, but it was the message that the Holy Spirit woman preached, I believe. Were you blessed by it? Good. And we were reading how Jesus told us to take on, have the same attitude in ourselves that he had when he dropped his godliness. He dropped his godliness. Now, I want you to see something. He dropped his godliness so that eventually we could take on his godliness. You understand? We could take on the supernatural. Um, the, the Bible says, you may, you may not know it says this, uh, and you have to make sure that you put it in the right context because, of course, you'll have some people that take it wrong. But the Bible says, don't you know that the word is written that you sh you'll be gods, right? Little g, not a big g, but a little g. What that means is that you are called and created to walk like him. You'll never be God. You'll never be, you know, Jesus himself in that way. But you are the body 
and the hands and the feet. You are the body of Christ. And he's created you in his image, in his likeness, and filled you with himself. Filled you with himself. The whole purpose is to fill you, if you go over into Ephesians, to fill you with himself. It's an amazing thing. You know how you're created. I mean, do you, do you know how you're created and how much God has for you, has for us? Oh, it's big. It's huge. But I want you to see this, that Jesus basically, even though he was equal with God, he was equal with God. That's what the scripture says in Philippians 2. He said he didn't think that godliness was something that should be clung to or held on to. And so it says, in all humility, he said, I'm going to completely release my godliness and I'm going to be come into the form of a servant, servant made in the image of man. And, and I'll, I'll, I, like, I like saying this because I think it's so important for us to see this. You know, God could have so easily formed a golden castle a golden castle for Jesus to be born in. Hey, my son's coming to the earth and this is the son of God and he's going to be the savior of the world. And I mean, he could, have, he could have created a diamond and crystal castle for his son to be born in. But instead, think about this though. If he was born in a diamond and, and crystal and golden castle, how many people would relate to that. How many people's lives could he have touched? I mean, well, that's fine, you're God. I mean, already, even though he came in a manger, in a stable, people already say, well, he's God, no wonder it happens to him. Can you imagine how much more that would be if he came in a golden castle? But see, when he lets go of godliness, he comes into the earth and he, and he comes to the lowest of the low. The lowest of the low. He's not even in an inn. He's not in a hotel room. He's in a feeding trough in the stable because there's no room anywhere else. In other words, God's saying, look, I see you where you're at. And I want you to know, I'm going to come up underneath you. And as I, as I am lifted up by God, I have it within all my power to lift you with me. And to take you from being a corrupted man to take you to being like God. Yeah. This, is, this is what he's saying. He's saying, look, I can take you up to this place. I can take you up here and I will. Yeah. I didn't come in a golden castle. I came in a stable because no matter where you're at, I can reach down to where you're at. I was there and I can draw you up. What a great story. But then he says this attitude, this humility that was in Christ that didn't try to hold on to his stuff. And so what we were talking about this morning is stop trying to hold on to your stuff. Yeah. Stop trying to hold on to all the garbage. Right. Well, they did this and I did that and blah, blah. Let it go. Yeah. Stop trying to hold on to it. Whether it's good or bad, don't, let go. don't, don't hold on to it anymore. Let go of it. Because if you're not willing to let go of what you think you should hold on to, you'll never grasp what God thinks you should hold on to. You'll never get a hold of it. And so a lot of times people, the world has taught them to try and hold on 
to all their stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I remember a, I remember a um, commercial about E.F. Hutton, and sometimes I've quoted it. But I remember the commercial. I don't know why it stuck out to me, but the commercial, and it sounded good. I mean, and and for the most part, it sounded good. But it kind of shows you the corruption of the world in this way. It says. The commercial would say, I think they were a brokerage or something. They would take, does anybody remember exactly? But I think they were a brokerage, but they would say, in other words, they would invest for people, and they were like, we make our money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. Anybody remember that commercial besides me? We make our money the old-fashioned way. We earn it, right? And, and that really encapsulates the idea of a corrupted man. It's like we earn everything, and everything that I earn, it's mine. Yeah. You know, like the, what's the, finding Nemo. Mine, 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 and what's yours? Mine, 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 mine. You know that show? <laughs> mine, mine, mine. And that really is, it's like we try to capture all this, you know, and it's not just stuff. It's, well, well, you know. Nicole talked wrong, bad about me, and I just don't think she should have done it. Why? Because my, my good feelings are mine, 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 mine. You know, and so it's, we, we don't want to let go of that stuff, but that word is saying, have this attitude that was in Christ. Stop holding on to it. Stop holding on to it. Let it go. I refuse to sing it. <laughs> Do you know it? <laughs> let it go. Let it go. We need to let some stuff go. Yeah. It's not all mine, mine, mine. See, it, if it's if all it is is mine, 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 then I'm stuck with mine, 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 and I don't want mine, mine, mine. I want his, his, his. Yeah. I need his, his, his. Yeah. If all I have is mine, 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 that's going to stink. Because yeah. I got limits, but he doesn't. Right. He doesn't have limits. Right. I've got to let go. <laughs> is she singing it now? Oh, the <laughs> he leans down and goes, shh. I thought he was talking to Scarlett. He was like, no, I'm talking to those two. <laughs> but then even the negative stuff, a lot of stuff we feel like we need to hold on to because here's why. Watch this. Here's why we don't want to forgive and here's why we want to hold on to the negative. Because we feel like if we don't, I won't be protected. It's a fear that if I don't take care of myself, nobody else will. Guess who taught us that? Not God. And if it wasn't from God, then it's against you. And so we have to learn how to rest in Him. We have to learn how to, uh, we have to, learn how to forgive. We have to learn how to let go of mine, mine, mine. And move into the place where, where God, hey, God, that's yours. That's your weight to carry, not mine. Yeah. 
It's not mine, mine, mine. You're anointed to carry the cares. And I'm going to cast my cares. I'm going to take my cares and roll them over on you because you're anointed to carry them, not me. And then all of a sudden we're free. And we moved from heavy and hard to easy and light. Easy and light. I would say the number of stuff that comes against Nicole and I on a regular basis, uh, it's hard to even count at times. I mean, it's hard to even count. It's amazing how much the devil will throw lies at people and they'll believe them and then they'll just run with it and they'll tell people about it and it's like, it's not even true. It's amazing how much that happens. Part of the reason, I mean, part of what we saw even last week, I was talking about taking every thought captive is this, this thought, taking these thoughts captive are not taking anything that's worthy of praise into our mind. Philippians 4, of course, every, you know, whatsoever things are good, just, perfect, of good report, finishes it up with whatever's worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And the reason is you want to dwell on things worthy of praise because anything else is not of God. And that means everything that is of God is worthy of praise. Everything that's of God is worthy of praise, and if it's not of God, I don't need to think about it in the first place. And that means i got to take what I think is mine, what I think I'm supposed to take a responsibility for, and cast it away or put it on Jesus, and then I can walk free. I can walk free. So we have to move into these things. But he was saying, look, take this, have this attitude in you. The same attitude that was in Christ Jesus who although he was equal with God, did not think that his equality with God was a thing to be grabbed a hold of and held on to. In other words, even though it was his, because he was willing for it to not be his, now he could bring a whole family in and say, what's mine is yours. What's mine is yours. So this heart will open up a supernatural grace in our lives. This heart will open up a supernatural grace in our lives. And all of a sudden, we'll move to the place where we're not, we're not sitting there. We're not sitting there wondering how everything's going to come. God will just start adding to you because your heart and mind is on the kingdom and his righteousness first. And on his things, not our own things. Right. God says, you make it about me and I'll make my heart about you in this way. And he's already done it. It's actually standing at the ready. It's just waiting for us to move into the right position of it. So we need to go after him first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. They'll just be added. Just be added. Oh, you're going after me? Oh, here you go. And now all of a sudden you do have stuff. Now, you don't want to cling to it in covetousness. You know, anytime the Lord sends something our way that's unexpected, we have a habit of saying, hey, Lord, what is this and what's it for? We don't just make the assumption it's just for us only. We say, hey, what, why do we have this? In other words, we realize we're not just us. We're a part of a family. We're a part of a kingdom that's, that says this might be coming into our hands because we are trusted to give it to somebody else. Right. So, Lord, what do you, why are you giving this? And sometimes he says, oh, that's, that's to go through you to this person. Sometimes he says, no, that's for you. 
But regardless, there's always overflow. But the question is, can he trust us? But see, if we have the mind, mind, mind attitude, then all of a sudden, everything that comes in, you'll think it's yours, and you'll start eating your seed. You'll have no harvest in the future because everything that you were supposed to give away and plant, you ate it. You devoured it. You kept it as mine, mine, mine. He says, have this heart in you that was in Christ Jesus. Have this heart in you that was in Christ Jesus. That although he was equal with God, he, and he did not think that it was robbery to say that he was equal with God. He wasn't, making, he wasn't wrongly saying that he was equal with God. He said, but he didn't think it was something he should hold on to. And in that humility, we know from James chapter 4 and 1 Peter 5, that when we move to submission and humility to God, grace and greater grace is given. And in that grace and greater grace, all of a sudden, Jesus was able to go to the earth, go to the cross, go to the grave, and the power of God rise him back up. And all of a sudden, he was the firstborn of many brethren. And he invited all of us to now be part of the family because he was willing to not hold on to something that was even rightfully his. It said, that was even rightfully his. That was even rightfully his. Listen, what could happen, what could happen if each one of us took on that same heart? Imagine what Jesus did now multiplied by all of us. Do you think that God wouldn't move supernaturally through your life? Oh, he would. Oh, he would. He would move supernaturally through each and every one of us. Oh, he is looking for... The word says his eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for someone whose heart is pure towards him or mature, perfect towards him that he might show himself strong on their behalf. He's just looking for people to use. Isn't it a tragedy that he has to look? Isn't it a tragedy that, that we're not so readily available? And there's many things that can get in the way. You can, you can feel unworthy. You can, you can keep holding on to mind, mind, mind and not letting it go. And all of a sudden you're sitting in a place where God can't use you. You're there, but he can't use you. Because we've not taken, had the same attitude. And so, as he continues in this chapter, we end up over in chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. And verse And he says this, he says, Not that I've already obtained it, or I have already become perfect. Now, what he's saying here about becoming perfect, just to give you some context, that's not that he can, you, you realize he can walk without sin at this point, 
The question is whether he applies the work that was done in the spirit over his flesh. He's not saying I can't walk perfect. He's saying not that he's, he doesn't have a glorified body yet. He says I don't have a glorified body yet so I'm not completely whole because I haven't received a glorified body yet. I still have a flesh that still has corruption in it. It's still going to give me a problem. If you go over to, in the first John chapter 1... It basically shows you in context the person who thinks that they've arrived and they got no dealings, the flesh is never going to be a problem. They've already deceived themselves. They've already deceived themselves. So if you think, okay, Jesus saved me and now I'll never have any problems for the rest of my life, um, it, it's not that you necessarily have any problems that will beat you, but you will have temptations. You will have things, weapons that will be formed against you, storms that will be formed against you. But the thing is, now you know, now or at least you should know, especially if you're in a good church, you should know that thanks be unto God, 2 Corinthians 2.14, who always leads me in triumph in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him. What I find so many times is the devil comes and he tries to bring an attack and he'll try to bring an attack to our mind and then all of a sudden we just swallow it whole like a fish in a pond and we just swallow the hook and the bait and everything else and it's hard to get that thing out. It's hard to get that deception out because we just ate it up. But what we should have is a mindset that says, no, that can't be possible. He's leading me to triumph. No, there's no way. My God is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly, and I walk uprightly. I've been young, and I've been old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Never have I seen. He's always leading me to triumph in Christ and manifesting through me the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. And God is faithful. And so then all of a sudden, when an idea comes that's not, that's not God, we do something with it. We understand we have the victory already. How? Have no idea. Don't care. But God knows, and He's got the care. He'll carry the victory for me. The question is, I've got to give myself, this is not my problem. And unfortunately, as much as we claim mine, mine, mine on the good stuff, a lot of times we claim mine, mine, mine on the bad stuff too. The problem. And we'll take ownership of the problem. Well, I know it would be all right if, if, but. And we take ownership of the problem. Well, you've got to let go of ownership. It's not, you're not anointed. Yeah. You're not anointed for that. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. But all of that is through Jesus who is anointed. In other words, we can walk in anointing, but it's His anointing. And if I will take on His anointing, there's no problem we can't face. So many times, I'm watch, I've watched this over the years, and God's frustrating. And, and listen, it used to be me. And that's why it's so frustrating, because now I see it, now I get it, and I don't want anybody else to suffer. But man, the problem will come up, and the devil will throw a problem at you, and all of a sudden, you're thinking about that problem. And instead of thinking about, oh, this is going to be fine. Lord, what do you want me to do? I know I already have the victory. We say, oh, well, what are we going to do about this? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, help me, Jesus. You might as well not even pray. 
Why pray, help me, Jesus, when all you're wanting to do is focus on the problem? That's a, that's a sacrilegious prayer. You're going to claim Jesus but not actually believe he's going to come through? Quiet up in him. That's a, that's a worse prayer. Oh, Jesus. Either he's God or he's not. And either he loves you or he doesn't. But stop playing games with him and thinking like you've got to solve it all in your brain. I said, watch people as they, trug, they, they trouble themselves and they toil over all the issues. And what are they really doing? They're not giving themselves to the Lord and his ways. They're giving themselves to what the world has called normal. To what, not just the world, but a corrupted world. A world under the curse has come to call normal. You're not a part of that crowd. I'm talking to a people that's in the world, but not of the world. You, your real life and your life is in heaven and in Christ and under his feet is every principality and power. You're not in this world. You're an ambassador. You don't operate on these rules and these laws. You operate through the laws of what Christ won. What he's already won. So why are we struggling with something he's already defeated? I love the example the Lord gave me, you know, some time ago. And it'd be like, you know, me handing you a debit card, not just a credit card, but a debit card where money's actually already in the account. And uh, handing you a debit card with a million dollars on it. Amen. I receive it with you. What's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Amen. If I handed you a debit card with a million dollars on it, it's already been worked for, already been paid for, and then you're complaining about how much a jug of milk costs down at the Walmart. The Walmart, because that's technical. True. Like the Facebook. <laughs> the YouTube. And so we got a debit card with a million dollars on it. We got a debit card with a million dollars on it. Got a debit card with a million dollars on it. And we're fussing about a, a gallon of milk. You know, it'd be like you standing in line. Oh, gosh, how am I going to pay? How am I going to pay for this, this gallon of milk? How am I going to? Oh, gracious. Oh, gracious. And, well, well, ma'am, do you have a wallet? Well, yeah. I've got, but, I, you know, it's just a, it's so big. It costs so much today. Inflation. Gallon of milk. It used to be $1.99. Now it's like. Four and a half dollars or whatever it is. What is it right now? See, we don't. I know. That's what I mean. You're not going broke. Why? Because you're in Christ. You're in Christ. You're not getting sick. Why? Because you're in Christ. You're kept from the evil one. You're in Christ. I mean, is Christ up in heaven on the throne? <laughs> Man, this corona sucks. No. It's tough. No, no he's not. No. And you're in him and he's in you. Yeah. No, he's not doing it. If he's not doing it, you're not doing it unless you receive it. Yeah. 
Now, if you want to receive it on your own, that's up to you. But as for me and my house, we're in the Lord and we're staying in the Lord and we're serving the Lord with our faith and with our belief in who He is and how good He is. So imagine being there, Kylie, this milk has gone up so much in price. It used to be so much less. Inflation, what are we going to do? Ma'am, do you have a wallet? Oh, well, yeah, I have a wallet, but who cares? Who cares that I have a wallet? It's uh, inflation. <laughs> well, ma'am, I see a debit card right there. Well, yeah, but, but. And we want to hang on to the problem. It becomes a part of our identity. Do you know why it's been a part of our identity? Because we've been identified more with a corrupted world than we've been identified with a victorious Jesus. Victorious Christ. Well, I know. Well, does the debit card have money on it? Well, yeah, it does. How much money does it have on it? A million dollars. Well, ma'am. Swipe the card. Use what's been paid for. Use what you have. Use what you have. Go to, well, we might come back here, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Go, go to Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2. Do you understand this is the Holy Spirit talking to you? He's talking to the church. That means he's talking to us. Listen to this. Listen to the Holy Spirit's prayer. Grace and peace to you. Anybody receive it? Grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. Did you know you can open this any day of the week, any hour of the day, and read Ephesians 1, 2, and most of every other uh, letter to the churches, and read the Holy Spirit's blessing and prayer to you. Grace and peace to me. Glory to God, I receive that. Did you know this has been available to you? Great. We're not just talking about, well, they have a grace. No, no, no. We're talking about the supernatural grace of God supernatural, heaven-sent, created the world's kind of power, raised up Jesus from the dead kind of power, grace, grace, peace. The same peace that calmed the storm, peace. Now here's the question, how many of us have been walking in it? How many of us have been walking in it? No, no. We've had the problem. We're like, I know, I know, but. Well, the card's right there. Instead of taking the card and saying, swipe grace. Swipe peace. Wouldn't wouldn't that just be easy? That's the easy button. We got an easy button. But see, we don't really believe that. We haven't. We do now. But we haven't. We haven't believed grace and peace. We believed hard and heavy. Why? Because a stupid, corrupted world has taught us to do that. And we've fallen into that path and into those habits instead of this path and these habits. Grace. Peace. 
from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, what's on the debit card? What's on the debit card? Grace, peace, joy. You got that right. Grace, peace, <laughs> joy. As rejoice means to put on joy again. That means you got a, you got the ability to put on joy even in a bad situation. Yeah. If you go on over into Philippians 4, it says, Rejoice always, and again I say, rejoice. That means especially when you don't feel like being in joy. Joy. (laughs) God's so good. Like, I thought you were just like sour face, lemon face just a minute ago. I know, but I put on joy. Well, how would you do that? Well, I got this card here. It's got grace on it and peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. And he wants my joy to be full. (laughs) That's what he was doing this morning. He just kept coming by Paul, swiping the joy card. He kept coming, coming by everybody, swiping the joy card. But what else is on that card? Mercy. Every morning, huh? Healing, prosperity, forgiveness. It's all, you already got the card. You're a card-carrying believer. (laughs) You got the card. This is the document that contains it all. You know, the only reason why that debit card works is because when they check with the bank, the bank's got the funds in it. The only reason this, this book's got the funds in it. It's got all the goodness in it. So why do we keep grabbing on to the negative and, and letting the negative have its way? Why don't we just grab a hold of the card and all the benefits that Christ has given us and just start swiping it? Yeah. You know, here's what, here's what we want to do there. We, we'll, <laughs> we, <laughs> we want to swipe everybody else, but, but we don't want to swipe ourselves. <laughs> well, Paul just needs, he needs some mercy. <laughs> we, you know. I wish somebody else was listening to that message this morning. (laughs) I thought Julie covered her mouth. (laughs) But we don't want to swipe it and apply it to ourselves sometimes. Mm. But what else is on that card? Keep reading in verse 3. Blessed be the... Blessed be the God and Father... Of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has now I I don't like I never liked English, but I think I remember one point about English. Has mean meant it's already happened. Yeah. Yep. Am I right? Check with our resident English major. Glory to God. Has means it already happened. I'm not waiting on it. I've already got it. It's on the card. Yeah. What's on the card? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. How many spiritual blessings are we waiting on? None. Swipe the card. Use the card. Use it on yourself. Buy the gallon of milk. Use it. It's stocked up. When faith energizes the communication exchange. Yep. 
the world will find out there's funds in the account. Mm -hmm. yep. the, dev the devil knows there's funds in the account. He tries to hide the card from you. Yeah. He tries to get you to think on the problem and how, how expensive the gallon of milk is instead of what's on your card. He'd rather talk about the price of the gallon of milk or the price or the problem instead of talk about what you already have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. He'd rather talk about that. Go to Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. Oh, gracious. Oh, my goodness. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, I think. Yeah, verse 2. What have we here? I found something new in the Bible. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 2, here it comes. You ready, you ready, you ready, you ready? Grace and peace. Not just have it, be multiplied. Be multiplied to you. Grace and peace. What is grace? Supernatural empowerment. Supernatural favor. I want you to be praying about something at uh, the end of the month. I go and talk to uh, the man who's over the organization that has owned the building that we've leased from. And it's time. We're believing God that this building is ours in Jesus' name, that we have it, we own it, it's debt-free. I want you to be praying over that. But I also want you to be believing that when we go, we're going to have favor. Supernatural favor. Supernatural grace. Supernatural grace. Supernatural favor. Now I'm asking you to believe for that, but I want you, what I want you to see is that you can believe the same stuff in your life, yeah. in your job, in your business, in your family. Lord, we need supernatural favor. We need, it's, that, it's what we uh, said just a minute ago. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor, not just with men, but with God and men. Supernatural favor, supernatural grace. And not, not just have it, let it be multiplied to us. That's what the Holy Spirit says right here. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now I want you to see, see something. Revelation of the Word breeds grace yeah. and peace multiplied. What I really wanted to talk about tonight, and I don't think I'm going to do it now, but this has been sitting on me all week, is one word changes everything. Yeah. One word from God. And, and this is one place where you can see that. That when you grow in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, it will breed grace and peace. Supernatural grace, supernatural peace. Knowledge of God. Amen. It, supernatural grace in itself can handle everything that you need. Yeah. So, like, if, I, if you've got a problem, yo, God can solve it. And if you've got a problem, then all of a sudden, if I can get... Johnny about lost it. If I can get knowledge to you, revelation to you, then revelation, knowledge of God, will bring grace. 
Grace is supernatural empowerment. That grace alone can solve the problem. I don't need to solve the problem. I don't need the means to solve the problem. I need knowledge of God, and knowledge of God will bring the grace. So a lot of people are trying to actively solve their problem instead of actively know God. If you just, in Him, we live and move and have our being. In Acts 17, 28. In Him, we live and move and have our being. In Him, we live. We have life to the full till it overflows. In Him, we live and move. We have motion. We know where to go and we're empowered to get there. How? Through grace. In Him, in relationship, in, in fellowship with Him. And we have our being. Anything that needs to come into being. Does anybody need anything to come into being in your home, in your family, in your business? Anybody need anything to come into being? It's found in Jesus. It's not found in you trying to solve it all. It's found in Jesus. He can bring whatever needs to come into being. How do these things happen? As you get knowledge of God and grace. Look at what the next verse says. Very next verse, verse 3. Seeing, this is the knowledge, seeing, are you seeing this, what I'm about to say? Or are we just reading over it and saying, yes, amen, but it's not hitting home? We want to see it with spiritual eyes, and we want, we want seeing to do something in our heart. Seeing that His divine power, so not my power, right. not yours, not yours, not yours, not yours, not yours. Not yours, not yours, not yours, not yours, not yours. God's divine power. Yeah. Not our power. All right, so what, what kind of power are we talking about? We're talking about a power that can do something? Oh, yeah. We're talking about a supernatural power that can do something. Seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. What's on the card? Go back to English class. Granted, past tense. It's already happened. I already have it. I'm already blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He's already granted me in Christ, listen to this, everything, everything pertaining to life and godliness. So many people I've heard over the years and they'll be like well you know I, I I'm happy to be here and all this but I just I can't do that I can't I can't stop whatever I can't stop smoking I can't stop drinking I can't stop cussing I can't stop whatever that's it, it's not true the devil has lied and told you that you've bought the lie because it's been normal in this world because my Bible says and your Bible says if you got one that's right It says, you've already been granted everything pertaining to godliness. You've been granted everything to full life. He's already given it. So for us to say, well, I just can't do that. I can't stop. I can't say the right things. I can't think the right things. That's not true. You've accepted a lie from the enemy. And today is the day that the light is shown on it and everything will change. He's given you everything. He's already granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. Well, I can't forgive them. Not true. I can't give them mercy. Not true. He's already granted you that. 
You're believing the lie instead of believing the one who will set you free. Well, I can't give. I can't give that much. Not true. All you got to do is purpose in your heart to be a sower, and he'll give you seed. That's it. See, there's all of these things where, well, I can't. I don't. I'm not good enough. All of these negatives that are limited, and God's constantly saying, you got no limits in me. you got no limits in me. Check the card. There's an account. There's an account. And your account's full because of Jesus Christ. Your account's full. Everything you need, it's already on the card. Just take it out, swipe it, and use it. It's already in. Every spiritual blessing. Granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything. But so many times, we've been so used to old us that we fall back into that rut and we just talk about how bad it is and how negative it is. And what we need to do is we need somebody to shake us. She's never wanted to do that to me, except except for that one time. (laughs) And it was for real then. But we need, that's what's happening tonight. By the Spirit, I'm shaking your spirit. I'm shaking you. I'm shaking that mind that's been set in a rut and say, stop thinking negative. You don't have a problem. You don't have a problem. I believe it was R.W. Schambach that said, you don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. You don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. When that becomes a reality to you, you'll start overcoming all, all these things. You'll start becoming more than a conqueror. You don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. Amen. Amen. God wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Matter of fact, just go there to Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at it together. Look at all these blessings. And through Jesus Christ, this is where we're blessed. Now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God being careful to do all His commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God will, be, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Now I want you to know that Jesus fulfilled all the commandments and He's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing. But the question is, in the new covenant, it's not a covenant of works, it's a covenant of faith. It's a covenant by faith. It's a covenant by faith. It's covenant by faith. In John chapter 6, it says, This is your work, that you believe in Him who He sent. It's a covenant by faith, by belief. And so we operate, but watch this, faith without works is dead. So you can tell me you got faith all day long, but if you're not living with the fruit of faith, then you don't have faith. And if you have the fruit of faith, you're going to have the fruit of the power of God. You're going to see Healing. You're going to see the power. The kingdom is not in word only, but in power. 
but in demonstration. I don't come to you, Paul said, in convincing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power. And so we start to see that we're not just supposed to be uh, some stale Christians who amen every now and then when we feel like it. No, we're supposed to carry something. We're participants in this world. We're not supposed to be beat up. We're supposed to be the light. Every day, the Word says, every day it gets brighter and brighter as it's moving towards the noonday sun. Every day, brighter and brighter. That's what He has for you. But if we're so used to the world that we keep thinking like the world and keep thinking about the problem, then we won't apply faith and we'll have none of the blessings I'm about to read. And that's how some Christians can live on top and some Christians keep getting beat up. In 2 Corinthians 9, it says that you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. Well, every Christian is made righteous. But not every Christian has the same harvest because they don't know, they've not been taught, they've not repented for how they used to be. They just think that, okay, I became a Christian and ding, ding, blessed, ding, blessed, and they play no part in it. Like there's a magic wand or something, zap, you're blessed, zap, and you're like, well, praise God, he blessed them. I wish he'd bless me sometime. No, walk in faith. That's your magic wand. He, he's not sitting there just, no, God's not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If you want to overcome the world, if you want to overcome lack, if you want to overcome this, then you see who God is, His good nature, His everlasting love, and you choose to believe on it, and you never let go of it no matter what circumstances present something to you. You say, you say no, I don't care if the world is stacked against me. Me and Christ, we can overcome the world. Everything can be stacked up. Everything can. But Jesus and I will see the victory in Jesus' name. And then be open to whatever he says. Because sometimes he'll say, okay, you can have the victory, but he'll tell you to go this way. And you were for sure thinking he would have told you to go that way. I've been there lots of times. That's how I know. As like I, I'm, I thought for sure he'd tell me that way, and he tells me to go that way. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, certainly that's not God's way. Certainly God won't. And, Holy Ghost like, hey, ding, 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 wake up. Hey, 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 go that way. I'll finally get it through my head and I'll be like, oh, okay, go this way. And all of a sudden right into the supernatural grace. So I've got to be open. I can't just be so closed-minded. I've got to be attentive to redirection and correction. Correction and redirection. I've got to have my spiritual ears open. And God will always lead me to triumph. He's always leading me to triumph. The question is, am I taking him by the hand? But he wants you blessed. You've got it all. The question is, are we going to apply it? Are we going to meditate on the negative? Are we going to meditate on the goodness of God? How many people in here, you have walked perfectly? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Wow, y'all surprised me. I thought some of you have for sure. Sure, certainly have. No, no, nobody. That means none of us qualify. So why are we looking at what you and I can do in our works alone? And why don't we just trust God? Lord, 
I might not can do any of this, but I know if I put faith in you, you can do it all. You can do it all. You can come through, and you will. You're looking to come through. Deuteronomy 28. On what level? Well, let's just read. The Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. So what he's saying to us today, if you will put faith in God, start trusting Him and His ways and stop trusting you and your old ways. Those ways don't work. Never will. Never had. But He, God, and His ways always work. All these blessings will come upon you. Verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city. Every time it says blessed, I want you to say blessed with me. Verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be, be the offspring of your body, and the produce of your ground, and the offspring of your beast, and the increase of your herd, and the young of your flock. Verse 5, Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. In other words, what you put your hand to, it'll be blessed. Verse 6, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Verse 7, the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and will flee before you seven ways. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing upon you and in your barns and in all that you put your hands to. And He will bless you in the land in which the Lord your God gives you. Did you hear that? The Lord your God gives you land. You receive it? Let me read it again. It's right here. Verse 8. The Lord will command the blessing upon you and in your barns and in all that you put your hand to and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Yeah. Anybody receive land tonight? Yeah. Oh, okay, alright, I got some live ones, amen. Verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself as He swore to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Verse 10, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. Now look at what it just said. He said he's going to make you an example of blessing to all the people of the world. Yeah. Amen. Ooh, do you know what that takes? Do you know what kind of blessing it takes for people to see the blessing on your life? That means it's, it's going to show. It's not something hidden in a corner. The blessing's going to show. The blessing's going to show on your life. 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 Man, I'm talking to the right group. Amen. Verse 11. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast. In other words, you know, their, their prosperity was found in their flocks. In other words, that, 
the, the beast represented all of their flocks and all of their work. And he's saying, he's going to prosper them. He's going to make them that, you know, if you had flocks, they'll have more babies. And they'll be good babies. They won't be rejects. They'll be good ones. They won't be runts. They'll be healthy. Amen. Amen. He's going to bless your business. He's going to cause favor to abound on you. These are the blessings of God through Jesus. Joy. And in the produce of your ground, and in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Do you think that a land-granting blessing just stopped with Abraham? Or do you think spiritually it passed down? Amen. It's a blessing that passes down. All of these blessings are blessing. If you go over into uh, Galatians 3, you see that we are blessed with faithful Abraham. This was the beginning of this blessed covenant was with Abraham. And that blessing, it doesn't stop. This is now for everybody who's in Christ because, why are they entitled to it? Because Jesus obeyed every commandment and then he took us and put us in himself. We have a right to it. We have a right to it. But what if you're blessed with all this stuff, but then the devil comes on and says, yeah, I know, but, but you're not getting it. That's a good response. <laughs> Stupid devil, what who does he think he's talking to? <laughs> let's try it again. Let, let's see. See? What, what, if, what if the devil says, hey, I know everybody else is getting blessed, but, but you, that's not for you. No, it's not. No, it's not. Word tells me no different. No, it's not. You can tell me that all day long. There's a bunch of Christians told me that. I'm different. Oh, you're special. It tells me so. What tells you so? Your phone? The word. The word. It's true. It's true. You're not special. An unshakable foundation. It's not special. This is what he does. He, he, doesn't, he won't even look at you. He just like throws you ideas. You remember the story of Smith Wigglesworth? And the dog? Anybody remember? There's a lady. She's at the, she's at the bus stop and Smith Wigglesworth at the bus stop. And all of a sudden... Uh, all of a sudden, the, the woman's like, all right now, you know, dog, what's a good dog name? Rover. Rover. All right, Rover, time to go home. Go on home now. Go on home. Go on home now. And dog's like, he wants to stay with his, you know, his owner, you know. No, he's not going anywhere. Go on home now. Go on. Go on. Go on home. Go on home now. Go, go on. Finally, I think it was Smith, 
who said, Dog, Rover, get! And the dog went, and went home. And then he said, that's the way you got to be with the devil. In other words, you stop putting up with this thought. You got to get it so inside of you. In other words, when he tries to bring you, no, this isn't for you. Whatever, yeah, it is. This isn't for you. Get behind me, Satan. Amen. <laughs> this isn't for you. <laughs> Laughing in his face is good. <laughs> he doesn't like to be laughed at. That's one of the reasons why joy is so dangerous yeah. to the kingdom of yeah. darkness. He is a prideful being, and he still hates to be laughed at. And so yeah. when we laugh in the joy of the Lord, he doesn't like that. Yeah. That's not for you. Yeah. Are you just going to sit there? It's not for you. Whatever. Whatever. Get. Now. Amen. Was that awkward? Nobody liked that. We were playing roles. That's okay. <laughs> but see, that's the problem. We're playing around with the devil yeah. instead of manhandling him yeah. with the Word of God. Like we can't. Like he can quote scripture better than you. Yeah. He can quote scripture better than you. That's why it doesn't matter what you say if you don't believe in what you say. Yeah. You can quote scripture all day long, but it's not until it's backed with faith that it'll work. It's not until you know your authority as a child of God that it'll work. And so that's why many people lose, because they don't really have it. I knew eventually if I stood in front of Paul long enough, he'd get it. I knew he's he's got enough enough of that in him where it would, oh, wait, hold up, no, uh uh-uh. And he's trying to honor me, but at the same time, we got to, see, we're trying to honor a liar and not manhandle them with the things that God told us instead of dealing with them properly. And we don't know that we know. See, we're, we're sitting around just letting stuff happen to us instead of taking our authority in Christ. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You resist the devil and he's got to flee. When you know that, then things start working. If you don't know it, it just keep laughing at you, keep throwing stuff at you. But you're blessed. Did you know you got land coming to you? Amen. Did you know you got land coming to you? Amen. Did you know you got land? I do. Thank you. Amen. Verse 11, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. 12, the Lord will open for you His good storehouse. Can you imagine what's in His good storehouse? It's big. It's good. I'm so excited. Do you realize there's stuff you don't even know about yet that's in there, that's waiting on you beyond all that you can ask or think, beyond everything you can imagine? He will open His good storehouse to you. 
His good storehouse. By God's own word, good. Not by our definition and our level of good. His level of good. His good storehouse. Way up there. The goodest. The gooderest. Do you like that? <laughs> oh, man. The Lord will... Okay. Can you imagine what's in his storehouse? Oh. Oh, my goodness. I mean, in just a couple of words, he created the universe. What's in his storehouse? For the ones he loves. Man, I'm telling you. Talk about winning the lottery. Do you realize you're winning the lottery tonight? Because he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Yeah. Uh, forget about the lottery. Who cares? Pfft, puny billion. Yeah. Well, see, and it's funny because we've thought that a billion is a lot. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a lot. It's a lot because the world's taught you it's a lot, not because God said it was a lot. When on this one planet, it's estimated that it's worth between four and five uh, trillion dollars. No, 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 excuse me. Four to five quadrillion dollars, which is a thousand trillion, which is a thousand billion, which is a thousand million. The earth value is somewhere between four and five quadrillion dollars in this earth. A billion dollars is nothing. If... if if you had a quadrillion dollars stacked and the line was at the ceiling, you wouldn't even hardly be able to see a line of a billion. It, you'd have to get out the microscope to see the line. That's how small a billion is. So small you wouldn't even be able to see it. It's not a lot. People get all up in arms over a few million. It's not a lot. But until you start thinking the way God thinks, you'll always be stuck at that level. Four to five quadrillion dollars in the earth. This is one of nine planets in the solar system. This solar system is one star in the Milky Way galaxy. There's billions of stars with planets surrounding all of them. And there's billions of galaxies. So you're talking about nine planets around one star times a billion stars times a billion galaxies. How much does God own? And he created all that by saying, and let the stars be also. Yes. And he created the stars also. Go look it up in Genesis. Create all the planets, all this, all this stuff. And, and he created the stars also. Yes. What's in his storehouse? See, we've not begun to think the way God thinks. And so then all of a sudden, you think about that, a billion galaxies and a billion stars in each galaxy, and now all of a sudden he says, saying to this mountain, the mountain looks huge to us, but to God, what does it look like? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like it's something big to God. <laughs> it's nothing to God. He doesn't even have to touch it. 
He didn't even have to touch it. Joy. He doesn't even have to touch it. All right. Verse 12. The Lord will open for you His good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Now this is the blessing. I want you to hear this. Can you lend? Can you lend if your bills aren't paid? If my bills aren't paid, I've got nothing to lend. Are you, can you lend? You'll lend, but not borrow. In other words, God doesn't want to just meet your need. He wants to overflow you so you have enough to lend. To lend. God wants you an overflow. Verse 13. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will only be above and you will not be underneath. Say it with me. I will not be underneath. You will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today and observe them carefully, and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today to the right or to the left to go after other gods or to serve them. The blessing of the Lord. What's on your card? All the blessings. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Everyone. 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 Hallelujah. You were under the anointing. Are you sure? Every blessing. What's on your card? What's been paid for? Everything. Everything. Everything you can imagine and more. What are we looking at? Are we looking at what Jesus paid for? Are we looking at the problem? Are we looking at what Jesus paid for? Are we looking at the problem? What are we looking at? See, we've been so used to handling it the world's way, we've missed it when God's given us a different way. It's time for us to retrain our thinking. Start thinking like God thinks. He says, set your eyes on things above, not on things below. Don't, he says, nobody coming in No person at the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom. In other words, you're not going to enter into the king's domain if you keep watching the way that you used to do something or doing it the way that you did it before. You've got to step into the things of God and you've got to say, you know, even if I screwed it up back before, I won't do it again. Lord, I trust you to guide me. I trust you to keep me straight. I'm not looking back in condemnation. I'm going forward. I'm going after you. Anybody in here ever missed it, ever messed up? Every single one of us. We're not looking back at that. Lord, show me what I need to change. But I'm going forward in Jesus' name. I'm going forward. Say it with me. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. Glory to God. Yes, you are. You've got a spiritual account and God wants it to be full. 
God wants it to overflow. God wants it to grow and grow and grow. Thank you, Father. Sharon, come up here, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. It's a new day. It's not changed. It's a new day in Jesus' name. It's a new day. Glory to God. It's a new day. It's a new day with all the blessings in Jesus' name. It's a good thing I never wanted to be in control. Because if it was, I've lost it now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Get that one too. <laughs> Father, let your joy be full. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Mark, He's filled your account. He's filled your account. He's filled your account. He's filled it up. Never again will you think lesser. Your account will be as full as that laughing. In Jesus' name. He's filled your account. Use the car. Body of also be.
He doesn't just do that at home, does he? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Quick question. If you just found out that your account had a few million in it, what, what would you be doing? Woohoo! Everything just changed. See, you, you got an account that not only has resources and finances in it, it's got healing. It's got joy. It's got deliverance. It's got protection. It's got the fullness of all the goodness of God. All of a sudden you start to realize why God uses joy and why those without joy can't dip into the wells of salvation. <clears throat> can't dip into that well. You start to see it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ho, ho, Freddy. If you want prayer, I just ask you to come up real quick. I, I can't promise that everyone won't laugh or have joy. But if you want prayer tonight, Lord, we receive your account. Come up quickly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I need your love. I need your presence. I want my account full. And I don't want to just talk about it. I want to walk in it. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to walk in it. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to walk in it. I want it to be real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you go to 1 John chapter 1, and you read just verses 1 through 4, John's saying this. He says, all these things, he says, that we experienced, that we saw. Whoo! <laughs> Thank you, Father. All these things that we saw and that we touched, that we felt, they manifested to us. I'm going to tell you about them so that you will experience them well as well, so that you will see them, so that you will experience them, so that you will see the love of God manifested in your life. You start to see that the heart of God is not just to talk about it all the time, but to get it in manifestation. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Watch, you're going forward. <laughs> hey, so good to see you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for fresh touch and an overflowing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Her account is made whole. Her account is made whole. God's doing a great and mighty work. Your account's made full. In Jesus' name. Your account's made full. In Jesus' name. Made full. Made full. Made full. In the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Out of your belly flow rivers of living, joyous waters. <laughs> With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. Joy. that faithfulness. Let it do great and mighty things in Jesus' name. Yeah, glory. I see him planting your feet strong in the word and in the power of his might in Jesus' name. See it to the more. Strong in the word. Strong in the word. Strong. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord's doing a great work. A great work. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just pray with me. Just lift your hands. It wasn't a one-time event. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Father, for filling them and overflowing them. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now just pray with me. Just lift your hands. Lord, we thank you. We need your help. We give you the glory. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> Joy of the Lord. Joy. That's help from the Lord right there. That's help from the Lord. So many things. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your graciousness. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
Parable training. Let me have your hand. Sikotainis total freakam. Sola. Yeah, as a refreshing, refreshing Lord. Oh, a great refreshing. A great refreshing. A great refreshing. Glory to God. <laughs> glory. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Anybody else come up quickly. Lord, thank you for your joy and thank you for a full supply. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for an account that is full in Jesus' name. Let it overflow. Father, let it overflow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. I see you. I see you operating in that account. I see you operating in the account of the Lord, pulling from the storehouses what's needed to do every good work. I see you drawing by faith and applying it to people in healing. I see you drawing by faith and applying it in finances. I see you drawing by faith to do every good work that He's calling you to. I see you doing it. I'm telling you, you will do it. You will draw from the storehouses of heaven. Draw on everything granted to you in life and godliness. And you will apply it where it needs to go. I'm not telling you that you can. I see you doing it if you'll accept it. I see you doing it in Jesus' name. Drawing by faith from a full account in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Ha ha Rest, 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 and more rest. Rest, rest, rest. Not talking about sleeping. Rest, rest, rest in Jesus' name. Ha, ha, bit of boda on the But you'll sleep better because of it. Rest in Jesus' name. Rest, rest, rest. Marioso, shoot, franikonomos. Manukodobosova. Yara, hara, ho, hientidi. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Sutidikona. That anointing shooting right through you. Whether you can feel it or not, just say, Lord, I receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I have it now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Ha ha ha. De Ha ha ha. De I got to catch it myself. Soto Nadodo. Soto Nadomo. Bo banana mo. Bacaramota bossi. Bodin medibosi. Bunch of drunks. Bunch of drunks. 
drinking that new wine. Uh, the other day at Pentecost when they closed those blinds at the restaurant, I was like, I think I know what they meant when they everybody thought they were drunk. They closed the blinds and the restaurant's like, my goodness, who do we have in room three? Just raise your hands, hold your hand, hold y'all's hand together. Thank you, Father. Fresh filling of the account received today in Jesus' name. Everything, everything that's needed, everything that's desired that you put in their hearts, Lord, let it come to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Why'd you do that? Because that's what God showed me to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. Just thank him with me. Say, Lord, thank you. You have changed my life, and I receive it, and I walk in it. I thank you for your hand in my life, and that I'll never be the same. Thank you, Father. Just start thanking Him with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Suffering. Lord, continue. Continue to answer questions. Continue to raise them up. Continue to show him more and more of yourself. Lord, show those spiritual things, the things that don't even make sense to natural man. Lord, show him those things. Let him walk in them. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, let him not be confused. Let him not be deceived, but show him how to step out of it in Jesus' name. Show him when he's about to take a wrong step and strengthen him to make the right one in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for keeping that fresh. Thank you for keeping that fire fresh in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sote ni kalo, paduna mosebe de kamosebe. Halo ho fishta, fre ni karaboso. Thank you, Father. Mhaha yetene. Auto do korodomo. Shoto do koromoso. Yeah, peace and grace. Peace and grace. Peace and grace. In Jesus' name.
That's a real laugh. You can't fake that one. You can't fake that one. That one that was too hard. That's too hard. Did you receive something tonight? Glory to God. That's awesome. Did you receive something? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> I got a feeling I'm going to dismiss everybody, but there might be some people for a little bit. Just let them be. Let them be.